Welcome to the Spirit Pathways podcast. I am Kate Sprickley. Our podcasts offer raw, honest and authentic conversations on a number of topics that we hope you find informative and inspiring. Okay, so thank you for joining me on this podcast. I've got my good friend Patwan Rhodes, who is not only one of my most favorite crazy friends, but also a my kundalini yoga teacher. And I was trying to remember before we started chatting how long I've known you for. And I actually, it's it's a long time. It must, long. Be, about, must be about 14 years, maybe? Or 14 lifetimes, perhaps. <laughs> million lifetimes, maybe. <laughs> exactly. Sure, Kate. That's long. Yeah. You, you unfortunately had me join your yoga class and I think I was the only person that would swear every time you told us to do some impossible fear yeah. hurt. Lots of rolling of eyes and under <laughs> um, breath swearing. <laughs> yeah, that was you, for yeah, sure. Definitely me, um, but I made it and we are here and now we're friends. And you're probably the only other person that I know that's um, in 2020 when the pandemic hit was like, yes, this is what we've been waiting for. Like now things can shift, you know. I think you were probably the only other person on the planet that shared my excitement. Excitement. I mean, obviously not, you know, for the people who were suffering, for sure, it wasn't about that, but uh, just the fact that eventually there, you know, there could be this movement. Well, I think also that, that the possibility of dramatic change in our collective experience yeah. of life is what we were excited about. Yeah. And because it we, felt, we felt, I remember so many conversations that we had, you know, walking on the beach and... Just so many conversations where we were like in this limbo, like this, this kind of this waiting room or waiting period. So it was such a, a moment of like, woo, you know. Well, <laughs> it might have been had something to do with Saturn moving into Aquarius, which wow. happened in 2020. And oh, we've now got yeah, and now we've got Saturn moving into Pisces in 2023. So we're we're I'm getting excited about again yeah, yeah. the possibilities of, kind of more, yeah more of that expansion, more of that shifting happening. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I know I've been watching so many astrology um, people and just kind of just joining the dots of exactly what you're saying you know Saturn moved into Aquarius as the pandemic hit and now tomorrow full moon yeah it's moving into Aquarius and it's like here we go again another wave is about to hit us and instead of us cowering in a corner we like bring it on what's up yeah so are we mad yeah, we are. Yeah, but that's okay. We're mad in a good way. Um, oh, oh, at least yeah. I think so, in my opinion. You know, yeah, yeah, too, yeah. Mad, too mad people for getting excited. Um, about, yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's like, well, it's really that feeling of, you know, um, this is, we were born for this time. Every single person that's here is born for this time. So, you know, whether we feel the fear or don't feel the fear, you know, it's moving, it's shifting. And, and there's that feeling of like reeds in the wind that we really got, we can't be rigid and tight and locked. It's, you know, life and the energy is going to make you fluid <laughs> or you can lean in, you know, lean in and, and kind of be flexible, learn flexibility, you know, so yeah. And I mean, one of the things that I know we wanted to talk about um, in in today's conversation is that idea of well, I suppose it's 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 managing our way and navigating our way through the intensity because as as, as excited as we you and I can get of about the possibilities and the potential and the expansion that is happening. Other people, not so much. And and as much as I can get excited about it, you know, I still need to go and have my little two-hour coma nap in order to to oh, yeah. manage physically the, the the downloads and the intensity oh. of the energy as it as, as it ramps up. And you know, this idea of of a daily spiritual practice, which I have to be honest, in the nearly 30 years that I've been on a on a on a spiritual journey and a and a journey of of self-exploration the idea of a daily spiritual practice is something that I have resisted for most of that time just because I don't like to get stuck into something that is going to keep me tied to a routine that I you know yes I want rhythm in my life but the the idea of a routine is something that I really struggle with and and I probably my bit of ADD there (laughs) the boredom sets in and I I can't quite stay with it so I I, you know there are times where I have every intention of getting up every day and doing prayer or doing a meditation and starting my day in that in that zen space yeah and I kind of stumble out of out of bed and and have that first cup of tea and then make myself the coffee because the tea kind of hasn't hasn't woken me up and I need to get moving and the the thought of a spiritual daily practices, yeah yeah done but but with with Saturn moving into into Pisces and the sense that I have been getting since December last year is that this year it's going to become even more important that we have some sort of daily practice mm. that we that we settle into you know what yeah. whatever that is whatever that works for us yeah. and, and yeah. I mean I have for much of this year started the day in some form of of connect connecting with myself whether that's through meditation journaling through a quick breathing exercise or chanting of a mantra or a prayer or whatever it is I have started my day and it has made a difference yeah it's kind of it's like connecting with essence connecting with home it's like oh okay here I am here I am and this is where we are okay and I can do this yeah I can do this I can do this you know, it's so interesting, Kate, you know, when I was just really kind of reflecting on, on this conversation that we were going to have, you know, and I just think, you know, I've been 
teaching kundalini yoga and meditation since 2001 so that's over 20 years and practicing still from before then and it's so fascinating to kind of just reflect back on that kind of span of time of a practice you know and it's so interesting because in the beginning it was it was very um rigid it was like a hardcore practice you know waking up at four in the morning having the cold shower sitting on your mats chanting for hours and um, doing the yoga and and really that shook I mean without that I, I don't know you know perhaps I wouldn't even be here because that seriously carried me and, and at that time that's that's the kind of hardcore practice that I needed to be doing and then going through that process of you know, realizing, oh my goodness, you know, it's that like flagellation, you know, whipping yourself. Like if you don't do that, like, oh, you know, you haven't done your, your spiritual practice and, you know, um, and there's kind of like unlearning that whipping and then learning to be gentle with yourself. And, and so for me, the practice has changed like so much. I mean, there's been times there's that I don't want to sit in my mouth. There's times that I don't want to hear a mantra, chant a mantra. I want pure silence. And then, you know, so the, so the yogis very much promote that daily spiritual practice. You sit on your mat, you connect with um, your breath, your essence, your spirit, you know, you do that. And there are many ways to do that. You don't need to sit on your mat to do that. Mm -hmm. You can turn whatever actually you're doing in your day into that spiritual practice. Perhaps that's the ultimate goal, to actually turn absolutely every single thing that you do in your day into that conscious practice where we are connecting with the breath connecting with whatever it is that we are doing whether it's washing the dishes or sweeping or you know what whatever it is and I think it's about finding what it is and if you can't you know it's, it's definitely most certainly not about whipping yourself and it's definitely about listening it's definitely about listening to what do I what do I require today you know because it honestly can be as simple as connecting to your breath. It can be as simple as taking your shoes off and walking on the grass, feeling the sun on your face or the where you are, crunch of the snow or the breeze on your cheek, you know. I think it's just about finding a way to make a spiritual practice work for you. And of course, there are so many beautiful tools that are, that are accessible to us, for us to practice. When we feel like something a bit more structured or, um, you know, in Kundalini Yoga, we work with 40-day meditations, 90-day meditations, um, 1,000-day meditations, you know. So definitely I've been there and done all of that. And especially hitting menopause now, there's there's and being perimenopause for, for years, there is an incredible, incredible shift in energy that you, 
you have no choice but to listen. And it's definitely, for me, I can only talk about my experience, and it's definitely been a slowing down and a gentle, it's, I feel like my practice has become a lot more feminine, like a lot more gentle and forgiving and, and allowing, you know, there's kind of almost like been this unfolding and, and trusting that that's what I need right now. And that's, um, you know, oh, there was something I was going to say, Nana, it's just kind of, um, ah, that's what I wanted to say. I, I just, I also find over these years, you know, there was that hardcore practice. And I'm not saying there's wrong or right. That's for absolutely sure, because everyone's in a different place. And, and we have to listen to, to what we, what resonates and what requires on a daily basis. I mean, that's, that changes. But, but it, to me, it's like there's, I feel like it's almost like we need like a homeopathic remedy, <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of the practice. Like we only, we don't need as much as we used to. We don't have to try as hard. We don't have to push as hard. Mm. It's like you have your little homeopathic remedy Oh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly or how, how to do it. But it's like the practice requires that, like a well, fraction of the practice. Like the, the density or the, the, the ability to connect with ourselves is so much easier. Easier. It's, you know, it's like there's a, there's a the, the, after, you know, if we go back to 20 years ago when, when we were, or 30 years ago, starting our journeys, it was, it was hard to connect, you know. I mean, I had to spend really 40 minutes in meditation before I could feel that expansion happening in my in my field where I could feel that expansion and that opening. Now it's just a matter of closing my eyes, focusing on my breath, and I'm there. Yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I'm, I feel the same. Yeah. And so maybe it's it's that is that you know, there's there's we've lifted or move through so much density. And I'm not talking about just you and I, I'm talking about as a collective, as a human collective, there's a shift within the energetic structure of the world that we're living in, where the vibration of that world has been has been lifted. And as a result of that, the, the layers or the levels or the, 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 the ability to access ourselves and, and tune into that, that, that essence is easier. So we yeah. don't need the rigidity of those practices that say you get on your mat and at 4.30 in the morning and you do your sadhana. You used to talk about doing it all the time and I used to think you'd learn it. Catch me at 4 o'clock in the morning on my yoga mat unless I need to sleep then. No. <laughs> a little I thought you were, you were amazing that you could do that there. I just knew that it was something I couldn't do. Yeah. And exactly, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you knew, you knew what you needed and, and I needed to do that. I needed to do that. And, and yeah, it's just, it's just shifted so, so much. So I would say, you know, first of all, be gentle with yourself, even if you can just connect to your breath, you know, mm. just connect to your breath. You know, follow the flow of your breath in, the follow the flow of your breath out, you know, just as much as you can, just consciously deepen into your breath. 
you know, breath is the quickest way to shift consciousness. And it, and it truly is. And, and what I really do love about the practice of Kundalini Yoga uh, is how quickly we can shift our energy. You know, it's, it's potent, it's clear, it works. And, and that's why I do still practice and I do still teach because it's, it's rapid, you know. Yeah, because you can do a, a, medita- a kriya or a mantra or a meditation for three minutes and you've shifted. I remember, I remember once, um, I don't know, the, you know, we go through so much. Yeah. But I remember there was one phase in the last few years where I felt this overwhelming anger and frustration and just everything. It was like, oh, you know, I just wanted to break out of my own skin. It it felt so challenging. And I remember you saying to me, do that meditation or the Kriya. Is it the it's the I can't remember if it's it's the lion one, you know, when you stick your tongue out. Oh or, yeah. Or the yeah. Satali. Satali. But it was one of those ones. Yeah. And I just did it for three minutes. And I promise you, it changed almost instantly i came out of that space that anger and that frustration was gone i did not it didn't come back either it was gone oh yeah i mean honestly you can just move energy so quickly and yeah i mean maybe it was dog breath or something panting maybe maybe i had you it was different there was some sort of like a, you know hard breathing and I was thinking why am I doing this crazy thing but it would yeah it really worked mm, amazing phenomenal and I think also the other thing that we're going through at this and have been going through and I mean all the spiritual teachings talk about this and have talked about this about being in the moment yes being present which is essential now because we have no well, idea what we're doing you know yeah. we, have, we are stepping into an unknown space we have never been here before not on any level or at any time or through any experience or through any incarnation we've never experienced what we're going through now so to be in the moment is essential if we are yeah. able to determine what's next what is yeah. my next what and is what I'm feeling called to do Yes. And, and, and that's like our GPS system. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, gosh, so there's, sorry, there's like so many. I love that. And there's like so many things that I love that I want to, want to say. But, you know, like some yogis say that we weren't given claws and teeth sharp teeth to protect ourselves what we were given was our intuition and so when we when we have a a practice of connecting a a practice of meditation um a practice of yoga that's that clears you know the gunk and the stuff that's kind of swirling and spinning then we can hear that voice and and that's also you know that that intuition is a is a quiet voice you know it's not like okay well part one now it is very clear to me that we need to go left (laughs) you know yeah we wish 
it was this booming voice with a loudspeaker. But unfortunately, no, the intuition is like the quietest voice in the room. <laughs> like, excuse me in the back there, were you trying to say something? I couldn't quite hear that. Could you repeat it? No, it's gone. <laughs> Run to the next room. So, I mean, that's, you know, I think with the, with the, the spiritual practice, that's the gift, you know, is that you, you start to hear, mm. you start to hear and you start to listen for that voice and you start to trust what's happening in your body, you know, the sensations, the mm, little voice going, mm, or, mm, or, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's tuning into the subtleties, you know, yeah, because I think um, it's, people misunderstand what intuition is. You know, we, we, we do think it's going to be this loud, booming voice that says, you know, yeah. this is the instruction yeah. and this is how yeah. you need to do it and yeah. this is what you need to do and this is the choices that you need to make. But yeah. it's not. It, it is a, it, 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 it's very much a physical yeah. sensation because yeah. the voice is inside of you, deep inside yeah. of you, in this body, not somewhere out there that you're going to reach yeah. you have to reach into the heavens to find it's it's going into the depths of you and feeling into what is my body saying how is my body responding to, to this is there a definite mm, resistance yeah. there an opening and expanding yeah. into the space you know what is what is what is the feeling so yeah that's uh, you know a spiritual practice gives us gives us that where we we tuning into the subtleties actually Yogi Bhajan spoke about the self-sensory system and that's like our whole being you know it's the physical body it's the energetic body it's it's the all of you it becomes this it's we are we're doing it all the time you know whether we know it or not but are we listening you know it's, it's all of us is feeling and sensing and knowing and and you know as you know things are it's not like okay, this big thing's going to happen and well done or tick, you pass that lesson or I don't know so much, we're going to just maybe redo that. This, it's like back to back. Ding, 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 ding. A tidal wave, tidal wave, a tidal wave, whirlpool, tornado. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like often you're not even getting a little moment to come up for air, you know. Yeah. How do we do that? You know, how do we navigate that? Because it's, you know, we Kate and I are having a big flat cackle about this, but I promise you, it's we don't really? always laugh about it. There's been many years of conversations where it's there's no laughter. <laughs> no, there's very much a people of I'm done. Take me out, get me off this planet. A lot of undone. <laughs> a lot of. So I mean, but seriously, you know, that's 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 the learning is that what we do have in a tidal wave, what we do have in a in a tornado, what we do have in an earthquake, what we do have is our breath. I am breathing. It's the simple thing that can take you back into your body, that can take you back, 
that will take you back into now is I have this breath, I am breathing. Follow it. That has taken me out of everything. For me, it's been about the breath. And, and that just takes you deeper, takes you deeper, takes you deeper until you actually drop into the center of who you are, you know? So, and when we move and then, you know, and then it kind of, that'll, that'll, yeah, it keeps us here, you know? And this is where we need to be. This is where the experience is. This is where we need to be awake, you know? And I think it was the Buddha, I think it was the Buddha who said, um, live, paraphrasing wildly, but live your life as if there is a cobra in the room. Live your life as if there's a cobra in the room. So what, you know, that is, that is alert. There has to be like this awakeness, you know? what is happening and just having this this awareness you know and i and i absolutely love that i love and that it's an awareness every level you know it's an awareness of yeah you you can't drop that 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 awareness you can't suddenly close your eyes and say well i need to have yeah. a quick nap although there was a lot of napping <laughs> yes there's been a lot of naps there's been a lot of okay, good night. <laughs> Watching that cobra is exhausting. <laughs> yeah, just 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 stay curled up there in the corner. <laughs> just hold on. Just hold yeah, on. Just <laughs> well, yeah, I'm especially like perimenopause. I mean, that was just I mean, just you know, where kind of energy levels just completely shifted. And yeah, I mean, you know, we're saying about when 2020, when the pandemic hit, I mean, there was a, it was such a blessing for me and that I, it was like my body and soul just needed the deepest rest. I just needed the deepest rest. And that time out, yeah. On that time, to like call myself, call myself back and just allow the churning and, and what needed to kind of churn, you know. But yeah, here we are, 2023. And just that sense of time, Kate, don't you feel that? Just, I mean, you, it's like, you know, we've made, we know that we've, we, you know, humans made up this particular time, you know, this is how time works. Well, hello. I mean, it just doesn't, does it? I mean, now is, you know, yesterday and tomorrow just all in one. And there's just, there's so much going on in every kind of realm and layer. And yeah, it's. I often reflect on how, you know, when I started delving into, into or feeling into the energies of, of what's going on collectively for us. And I started writing about that and started sharing all that information you know, there was there was there was a long periods of time where we would be processing, or we'd be we'd be feeling that energy coming in, 
you know, and then there would be the integration and the processing of that energy, and then it would be settling in, and then the next wave would come, and it would be, okay, we've got to, you know, do the same thing with this wave, and then there'd be time, and then, the, whereas now, it's like every moment is different, you know, it's, it's, it's literally these waves are just hitting us one after the other after the other, there's no break in between them, there's no, there's no chance for that inhale and that exhale of the, of the energetic um, processing and integration there's just it's coming you've just got to go with it and I think that as you were talking about the breath I was suddenly realizing that actually more now than ever the breath and awareness of the breath is essential because we can't catch our energetic breath mm. but physically help ourselves to breathe through these moments um, and 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 through that breath, help to stabilize ourselves through the the waves and help and help us to ride them, because otherwise, like I'm here, yes, yes, and and just like that's that feeling of of you know, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm doing this, I can do this, I have all that I need to do this, if I'm here. It's like, wow, you know, actually I'm here and, and I can do this. And I, I mean, I, I definitely feel a, a, an, an upliftment of energy. I'm, I feel incredibly hopeful, actually. You know, I feel like it's, it's somehow, there's a lot going on and there's a lot coming out, but I, I, I can feel how things have changed. And, and perhaps it's not tangible yet, but I can feel something has, has definitely changed. Do you think it's, it's, it's like, yeah, often, I often relate this to parents when I'm working with their kids. Mm. You know, kids are able to sense and feel the undercurrents of what's happening, you know, in mm. an environment. They can feel it. They know, they know exactly what's going on. They can feel it. But often what is presented to them by the adults around them is contradicts yeah. the feeling, you know, so they, they then learn to not trust themselves because what they are seeing and what they are feeling is not the same thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. where, you know, the, 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 the distrust, distrust of self starts, starts really. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm feeling this, but mom or dad is telling me this. I'm feeling this, but my teachers are saying this. I'm feeling this, but no one else is saying that it's real. Yeah. And, and I wonder if that's where we are at now as, as humans. We, you know, everything we felt that, that was, mm, there's just something not quite right. Yeah. Being presented to us and what mm. we feel, not the same. You know, the, what's being presented to us, everything is fine. Everyone's safe. No. The, 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 meantime, we go, mm, I don't know. There's something saying, yeah. no, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, we've learned to really yeah. listen to it. Yeah, mean, we, we know, like, yeah. Lots of tri trial and error to go. If, if you're going like, mm, then it is. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now what's happening in the world is what we're being faced with and what, what is surfacing and what's coming up is showing yeah. us this feeling we had was that. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You it's know, a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah, it's big. 
it's really it's a as you say it's a big collective learning you know mm-hmm. and and this is this is how we are evolving and and someone said to me the other day and it was like wow that just makes so much sense in terms of what's happening you know physically on a global earth level but energetically and evolutionary you know it's that Saturn suppresses and um and Pluto pulls out exposes and I mean, you you can't make this up. Like the planets are just, I mean, and I was having this conversation with someone today as well. This, you know, how can we doubt anything? Mm. How can we, how can we go, you know, into our minds and, you know, panic? And it is so much bigger than us. So much bigger. And I feel like our job, actually, we could even call it our only job, is to get out of the way of ourselves. Like, get out of the way. We are in the way. Beep, 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 you know, beep, 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 the I whole just, thing. I manage the whole thing. <laughs> and then something wow happens in your life where you couldn't make this up if you even tried. And you're like, and think how many times that has happened in your life. If you go back to those moments where you are just outstandingly blown away, where it's clearly bigger than you. We have to keep remembering that as well and stop trying to restrict or constrict. And I speak for myself, you know, I'm saying this, but I'm also saying it to myself because it is an outstanding reminder when you think, if we think of this one thing, how planets are quietly circling and moving, and yet it reflects exactly with what is going on down here. Mm-hmm. I mean, phenomenal, mm-hmm. just phenomenal, you know. And uh, in in our in our community uh, webinars, which we 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 do on a on a Sunday and a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Last year, I started banging on about March. March was an important month. I think shifts are coming in March, but this is before I knew any of the astrology. I mean, just for anyone. No, no, okay. I'm not an astrologist. So, you know, the, the fact that the astrology starts to meet up with what, what the, the, the information I'm getting in the sense that yeah. I'm getting, my guides are telling me, is always, you know, I'm always like, wow, look at that. Yeah. But so, so, so last year I was told March, 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 March. And I thought, ah, oh, March, it's the equinox, you know, oh, yes, it's the equinox. Now I'm like sitting in March and going, <laughs> equinox. I mean, there's a couple of other things that are happening. No planets in retrograde. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I'm going, well, of yeah. course. It's like, yeah. Oof, and the shifts are just happening. Yeah. And I can explain to people, you know, this is, this is a time where, you literally have to hang on to what, you know, is it, it because it, it feels like we're we're in this massive cosmic ocean with wow. these waves coming coming with yeah. the tornadoes, with the whirlpools, with the tsunamis. It, it, you know, these and we're we're in these tiny little boats. We yeah. don't have a boat. We don't. You know, it's we don't have oars. We don't have an engine. We are literally yeah. taken by the water. Yeah. 
and by the spirit to where we need to be. And the only thing we can do is do nothing. Yeah, all we could do is stay in our boats. And what keeps you in your boat? There's no all. Yeah. (laughs) There's no. You don't even have a bucket to get the water out. Okay, you are in your little rowboat. I, I take no, not your little boat. There no row, no rows. <laughs> <laughs> and you just gotta cling on. And how? What keeps you in there? You know what keeps you when you're in the thick of things. What is it? Your breath. Yeah. Just breathe. Just breathe. Breathe through it. Breathe. And watch. Like you know, watch when watch how you hold your breath. How watch how what happens to your body when you release your breath. You know, watch what happens. You know, when it's all up here. Watch what happens when you take it deeper. You know, it's um, it's phenomenal. You know, it's truly phenomenal. Yeah, sure. I watched this. I watched this amazing thing on um, Netflix. It was about this young teenage girl who circumnavigated on her yes, own. Did you I haven't watched. I watched some of it, yeah. Oh, my word. I watched it recently. And um, they let her go. I mean, she's been sailing since she was a... I mean, when you talk about, you know, being in your boat, it's next level because... They let her go, and I, I can't remember how many months she was on the sea. I think three or four. Yeah. But there she is on the ocean on her own. And, you know, it actually speaks of a spiritual journey. You know, the, the valleys, the caves, the joys. And she's all on her own at this next level. And she gets to this one point where her boat, it's this massive storm. And the waves are going to be too big. and she comes up with this idea, you know, because she's communicating with her, her people on land. And she comes up with this idea of not trying to chase the storm, you know, move away from the storm, but actually to go with the flow of the waves, these massive waves. So she basically just goes, she's in the storm and she's getting clapped around. Can I say that on a podcast? Clapped. Sure, I've said a lot of swearing in the podcast in the past. I'm just getting tossed. And at one point, because they've got a satellite connection with her, at one point, she her boat, her little tiny boat, and her. So basically, she she can't do anything. She's like strapped into her little bed and locked in. You know, it's like it's surrender next level. A next level surrender and she gets pushed down and I think she goes like four meters I don't know they they say the feet and I tried to work out the meter you know maybe wrong but even if you think it doesn't matter how deep whether it was deeper or shallower but it was like she gets pushed under for long and then she loses communication like they don't know if she's alive or dead her parents and and here she is under the ocean but eventually she pops up, the boat pops up, and she survives this massive storm. And she she lands up getting back to where she needs to go. And she's completely, I mean, she's been solo for all these months. She arrives to like this 
sea of people she's honored by the country you know it's like it's such a hero's journey you know it's such a journey of well there it is there it, it is, is right the journey that we're on i mean it is the hero's journey you know so many people talk about it i mean this is the passable journey it's the yeah. hero's journey yeah. it's 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 the journey where we find ourselves, our true self, not the bullshit that we bought into or the bullshit that we've taken on. I'm not sure I'm ready for a, an, an ocean journey on a boat all on my own. Yeah. In Next level courage, like courage beyond, you know, and that courage, like they say the word courage, it, well, courage, it comes from the heart, you know, which comes from the soul. It comes from a very deep place. And I, it, it makes me think of something Carolyn Mace also uh, spoke about and I, I can't remember in which book or if it was a podcast or something but you know I loved that, that she said you know if you haven't experienced at least I can't remember how many she said maybe two or three dark nights of the soul in your lifetime then you know I mean it's part it's part of life you know it it's we didn't it's not not meant to be challenging, you know, exactly. Who sold us that? That's, you know. That it was going to be easy or that we were going to sail through, that we were going to go through the shit. Yeah. We were going yeah. to come up with all, you know, the beautiful life and whatever. Yeah. No, this is the journey. It's it the journey of, of. Navigating. Yeah, navigating through all these different feelings, all these different emotions, all these different experiences, because that's what being human is all about. And we are here to be human. It's not all just about love and rainbows and love and light. Mm. Darkness is very much a part of the human journey. Yeah. yeah, completely. Going into those dark spaces and caves, you know, to... It's like a refining, hey, refining of our being, refining, reconnecting with, with, wow, who you are and actually allowing yourself to see that, you know, like, okay, you know, I really can do this. Or maybe sometimes you can't and actually, fine, it's okay, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. All, know, we all know people who didn't make it because they just could yeah. they, they just couldn't. I mean, <laughs> It actually was too much yeah yeah well what's exciting is is we've got your foundation course in kundalini yoga coming up on on spirit pathways so yeah. that's going to be available in in the next few days um for people to 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 sign up and purchase and download and have a look at um so maybe you just want to tell us a little bit of, about yeah. what put in that course i mean i know i've been working with you to help put it oh. put it online but i can't say i've done all the breaks that's fine <laughs> because you will have access to them <laughs> for whatever you want i have been your student for 15 years plus i know i know, I know. Okay. you've done all these multiple times okay so okay. basically it's it's so basically it's a foundation course so we just we cover the basics. So if you've never done Kundalini yoga before, you know, what is breath of fire? What are the bandhas, the body locks? Um, and then there are some, you, you know, why do we wear white? Why is my head covered? Um, what do we sit on when we practice? And then some practices. So a, there's a, a, a warm up um, 
which you can practice on its own as a practice, or you can do it before a kriya. And then there's some kriyas, and, the kriya, and it explains what a kriya is. <laughs> and then there's some kriyas, which you can also practice on their own. Or if you want to, you can do the warm-up beforehand and then do your kriya. And we've got in the Surya Kriya, for example, which is harnessing the Surya engine energy, which is the energy of the sun, which activates. So if you're feeling a bit of a dip in energy, this is a nice practice to, it purifies, it energizes, it vitalizes. And then we have lungs, magnetic field, and deep meditation. That works very heart chakra lungs, thymus gland, immune system, a lot of breath work in there. It's a, I really love that, Kriya. Um, and then... Tom, you've got something in there for sleep, because I don't know about anyone else, but I mean, these times of intensity, I'll have my cloma nap in the, in the day, nighttime. I don't know what, where sleep goes, but it's non-existent. I didn't put anything. Did I put anything in there for sleep? I don't think so, but I, there is, I've got some nice ones for sleep. And then... Um, Oh, and there's an audio meditation. So if you don't feel like watching, you can actually just play an audio meditation to recharge, but it is a mudra one. But it's just nice to have that changed, a little audio one. And then um, reverse Adi Shakti Kriya, which is um, about self-blessing. And very interesting with this little reverse Adi Shakti Kriya. You, you really realize it's, how tough it is to bless ourselves, you know, how tough it is to, to give to ourselves what we can easily give out, you know. So it also just takes us right in. And often, you know, with, with Kundalini Yoga, some, some of the practices can feel very challenging, some not. But it, but it really, um, it shows us what we are capable of. You know, it's, it shows us that, oh, okay, so I can do this. Or it teaches us to slow down, you know, or take it at your own pace and speed. And, yeah, um, so if, if you resonate with that, that is just a foundation, a taste. It's like a, it's like a taster and dipping your toe into to your practice you know? Yeah. yeah and there's, there's an explanation about, about what the practice is. And then there's some written um, uh, text as well that's, you know, kind of supports and mantra sheets. What are the mantras that we use? Some of the, the ones that we use more often, uh, some of our tuning in mantras. And yeah, mantras are also phenomenal, you know, phenomenal coding tools you know the tongue is hitting your palate at a specific place that's stimulating something in your brain that's elevating your consciousness you know there's just so much going on those yogis were actually incredibly scientific and phenomenal and what i love about about it all is it it, it connects everything you know it's an energetic connection an emotional connection a mental connection and a physical connection no. Not leave, that's what I've always loved about Kundalini Yoga is it doesn't leave out any aspect of you. It's not a purely physical practice. Yeah. There are all those other levels that are being brought into the practice that 
it just feels more whole. It just feels like it covers every part and it brings balance to every part. Um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, you've been practicing it yourself for years, you know, you know that how you feel when you walk into a class to when you walk out, you know, and it's for everyone. It's, it's a very, um, because we practice with our eyes closed most of the time. So, you know, we're really working with developing intuition there. You know, you, you tuned in, you really, it's really your practice. You know, it's not about the teacher. It's not about the person sitting next to you. It's about you and, and what you are working through while you're practicing. So it, it takes you very, very deep, you know, it can, it can. Yeah, and especially when, you know, we're, when we're feeling that that disconnect in ourselves. I mean, yeah. I often, if I'm really struggling, but I don't have the, you know, I don't have the patience or I don't have the, 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 the I'm too frustrated to sit down and, and do a practice. I often will just put on a mantra. You know, I'll, I'll actually look for a mantra that, okay, what is the mantra that I need? Oh, okay, I need yeah. something to open my heart get me yeah. out of the yeah, yeah. I do that exact same thing yeah absolutely just but we have as well yeah just exactly maybe sometimes that's all you can do is lie down and listen to something uplifting and it shifts your energy it's yeah it's amazing there's something for everyone and there's something that addresses if as you say every aspect of life you know what is it that I need? What is it that I need to be working on? And the practice for it. As long as I've been doing Kundalini Yoga, I have never done the same class. It's phenomenal. Never. Yeah. I have yeah. never. It, there might be one or two Kriyas I say, okay, well, or, or even breathing, breathing. Yeah. So, okay, I know this breathing exercise. The Kriya that incorporates a breathing exercise is always different. I have never done the same one. Never. It is phenomenal. I mean, even after 20 years of teaching, I'm like, oh, I don't know this Kriya. Like, yeah. I'll still be finding new Kriyas that I haven't practiced or taught. And I love that. You know, it's like, oh, okay, let's try this one. Mm. Phenomenal. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, it's also interesting, like Kundalini Yoga, we have the music as well. So it, it, the music enhances the class, but it's interesting, like since the pandemic and starting in 2020, I've found that I've been practicing more and more without the music. And if you think of those ancient yogis or even yogis right now that are sitting in caves in the Himalayas, you know, they don't have a Spotify playlist. <laughs> There is no, I can tell you there's no Spotify playlist. They are practicing in silence, you know. And also another thing, when also when I was talking about like a homeopathic remedy, you know, a practice doesn't have to be complicated. We can mm. be doing the simplest thing. And, you know, kind of grading something beginner, intermediate, advanced, you know, the simplest thing can be the most advanced thing, you know. I think that's also just human nature wanting to kind of grade it, you know. But um, yeah, the simplest practice can take you to the deepest place. You know, it doesn't 
have to be a complicated story, really. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be so hard. It can it have to be so hard. And I think it was Eckhart Tolle, I never know how to say his name quite properly. Uh, um, I think he is a person who said that he doesn't, he doesn't have a, he doesn't carve time in a day to have a spiritual practice. This is going back to actually what we were talking about in the beginning is that, you know, everything is, is spiritual practice, you know, and, and for me, that's, that's the ultimate aim, isn't it? But all these kind of practices help us get there, actually. It's like once we have a, have a structure, you have a way, it's your body and your being learns the language or relearns this language of presence, relearns how to do it, relearns how to feel it and how it feels. And as you were speaking about that sense of expansion, you know, because healing can happen when we are open and when we sense expansion, you know, because then that opens the space. But I think it's also, we're so deconditioned to, to be present, to yeah. have awareness that full awareness in the moment. You know, we're so distracted by everything. We're, you know, there are phones, there's social media, there's TV, there's there's just busyness. And, and we forget what that awareness of self and presence feels like. Yeah. So having some sort of daily spiritual practice reminds us of what it feels like to be present what yeah. it feels like to be deeply aware in the moment so that when we are driving our car, when we are washing the dishes, when we are going for a walk, when we are engaging with people, we are reminded of how to be deeply present. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And then everything becomes that spiritual practice. Yes. Yeah. So Every I'll take my daily practice. Yes, thanks. <laughs> now, something that you were talking now, and it made me think of something, and that that just that just went. That's the menopause mush brain in action. <laughs> joys. Well, I just lost your voice there. Oh, the joys of 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 being a woman and and heading into menopause. Yeah. We're also, for anyone who's interested, we're also putting together a, a little program to, to address um, the awakening of the divine feminine within us and within our world and, and how, that, how we can support ourselves through the transitions of things like menopause. It only took us 50 years. Yeah, so please. <laughs> That's coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to have another conversation around all of that yeah yeah but thank you for <laughs> making the time and and uh i'm, I'm glad that to see that we've got our time already that feels like five minutes i know but it's it, well with us it always feels like five minutes we could go yeah. on for 
you know, would be, feel like um, happen. I know. Okay, Kate. So, thank you for again. Yeah. yeah. Awesome.